Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Super Review Shows Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined by my by two two co-hosts tonight, Bill and Allie. What's going on, guys? What's going on, folks? Hi. Yes, we're glad to have Allie's guesting on tonight's show. And just a reminder, everyone, we the best podcast. We the best podcast. Yes, you know what? I'm, I got to say, JT, our topic tonight, you know what? It's kind of nice to get back to this normal pace because, you know, like the past three, four weeks, you know, we had our Christmas special and then we had to do our year end stuff and then our beginning of year stuff. It's kind of nice to be back to the normal pace. Absolutely, Bill. It's back. It's nice to be back to the normal pace of things. I agree, Absolutely, buddy. It's back to the regular pace of doing yeah. our regularly scheduled program. Next bag. We can't get rid of you, can we? No. And by the way, hey, this was my idea since this was your I don't idea, know. so we will give you one hundred percent credit for this. This yes. was pretty much ever since I started on this show back during the SpongeBob episode, which if you guys haven't seen, please watch. Go watch it. It's I great. I mentioned this ago. question. It should certain shows be considered educational? So- educational right. television. We're, we're going to be breaking what? down the educational sh- children's show debate tonight. Woo. What because, you, got, you, you know what? Because we have like what people call the standard educational shows like. You know, the standard educational shows like Arthur, Sesame Street, Magic School Gus, Barney. Barney, no. <laughs> and some of the other YouTube shows currently, which i be honest, not a big fan. It's too... Hey, sorry for all those parents out there. It's too <laughs> annoying. Seriously, why did, you, why did you torture your kids with this? Why are you torturing yourself with this? Because we are going to be talking about the, um, you know, some of the standard ones tonight, right? We're going to be talking about some of the standard ones, but also we're going to go into some of the shows that maybe we can put up a debate that they're educational. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good one tonight. Oh, yeah. So we're going to make things interesting. Like we can sit here and talk about Barney and Sesame Street all night, but you people, you good people don't want that. And more importantly- no. Talk about Barney all night. So uh, the, the last time Bill and I talked about Barney, we legitimately talked for probably about thirty to forty minutes. No, go watch our um our, our TV shows we hated as kids that we hated as that we loved as kids, but now hate as adults. Like we didn't do a Halloween special that year, but you know what? I am con- I am considering that our Halloween special for the year because Barney's freaking creepy. That was our Halloween special. So I hereby declare that episode in October of that year of our Lord, 2021, to be the Halloween episode. Does anyone have any objections? No. What objections are there? Oh, my God. We know why Barney is creepy. So let it be done on this at 7:43 p.m. on January 11th of this year, of this year of our Lord 2023. Yes. Agreed. So let it be done. So do we consider Barney never educational or a very creepy don't hug me I'm scared educational? Okay, we'll start off with that then. Um might as well. Um <laughs> Okay. 
like here's where I will give okay when I was a kid I was really into Barney I was really into Barney when I was a little kid are we starting with Barney I think we are yes. I started it oh, you know God, what the quicker yeah. we get through it the quicker we can end it so oh. let's do it <laughs> It's like a booster shot. It's quick and painless. We'll make this quick and painless like a booster shot. All right, let's get to it, people. Barney. God help us all. Oh boy, do do we have to? <laughs> we have um, no, you you started it. We finish it. All right. We, we're gonna be okay. quick about it though. Should we begin? I could make an argument for this show being educational. You know, they do teach letters and numbers and colors and all that. But it's, you know, it's basic stuff. And listen, as much as we shit on Barney, and trust me, we do a lot of shitting on it. If you have kids that are like three or four, it's harmless. It's absolutely harmless. Is it though? It starts young. What was that? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. But you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think the show was anything groundbreaking. And I don't want to, no offense to Bob West, who I've actually seen interviews with, the guy who voiced Barney. He actually does seem like a really nice guy. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I've seen interviews with him. He seems like a super nice guy. But he's, this show, um, it wasn't really anything groundbreaking. And... Yeah, I would say it's educational in the very basic sense. I mean, I have another point to make, but I'm going to make it when we talk about some other things in a bit. So, uh, JT, Ali, say. I mean, me. I agree with you. And I feel like growing up as a little kid, yeah, we had Barney. My dad ended up buying the Barney doll. I mean, I so sorry. <laughs> my went out storage bin. I feel like now growing up, it's like if you really think, like if you really want to see Barney, you better off watching Sesame Street because there's more on Sesame Street <laughs> than there is to Barney. I mean, also, it's not creepy because, first off, where are the parents in this? You see maybe in the- You know what? I, I asked that question, too. To these children. Who's supervising I, them? I asked that question, too. It's like, it. it's like, if one of our fictional- Children came home and said, "Hey, hey, bud, that was your day in school." Oh, I was playing with a with a guy with a dinosaur suit. I said, I, I, "I'm having that guy arrested." Oh, nah, you know I'm not going into that darkness. Oh gosh, you're making me no, no, it, no. I I questioned the judgment no. of these kids' parents. Have you ever seen scientifically accurate Barney? Oh God, do we have to? No. Watch on your own time if you guys ever choose to do it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
me and Ali's thoughts. JT, my was pretty dear much friend, our on fearless, the floor dying of laughter. Our fearless leader. Well, the fearless leader of the Superview show is dying of a laughing attack right now from all these Barney memes. I'm sorry. You're the one who posted them. I had, you know what? I really had to. They were just so, so brilliant in so many ways. I'm sorry. We're going off tonight. Tonight's going to be a great show. We're going Uh, off tonight. We're going off tonight. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to catch my breath because literally I'm dying over here. It just, it, I just Reed. can't stop thinking of it. It's so bad. Oh my god! This I'm part of this program everyone. is brought to you part by just goddamn breathe already. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Trying, trying my best to breathe now. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. Burn five, two thousand two. Um. All right, this show, I mean, the debate could be made that it could be educational. It absolutely, (coughs) forgive me, could be. But at the same time, what educational, like math, science, history, or, you know. Unraveling uh, the mysteries. Oh, my God. It all started with a big bang. Bang. (laughs) There we go. Thank you, Allie, for that. Um, I got to tell you, honestly. I don't know. I mean, just by looking at this, you could definitely see how this is not educational. But at the same time, did digging into our brains now, do we remember if Barney actually taught us anything? Did it? Tell, I mean, did it teach us like how to be compassionate with friends and people mm-hmm. like of of certain like? You could argue that. I will. I will give some credit there. That I'm is sorry. a very good point. Like, mm-hmm. like the whole, I mean, it sounds really, really cheesy for 2023, but I love you. You know, I mean, it, 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 it Don't sounds, me, I'm scared. No, I no, no, no. But like, my point is, it sounds terrifyingly scary, but at the same time, that aspect of treating people with respect, kindness, that is a possibility of being a part of it. But out, but outside of being educational, though, because when you say educational, to me, it's like it's going to teach us math. It's going to teach us how to count or some sort of science. Very thing. basic things. Yeah, like oh, like if you if like color patterns, like if you do red and yellow make or whatever it was, you know what I mean. Um, it, it would do color schemes, you know what I mean? Did it do any of that? Do we remember that at all? Seriously, very little. So exactly, but it's more of a social educational setting for Barney. I mean. I mean, we had. De- I mean, the, I would say the only three things that came out of Barney that were actually any good, truthfully, were Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, and treating people with kindness. I'm not and, kidding. You no, know, it's Selena Gomez. I bring this up a lot. Like just this past May, she hosted SNL. That's right. And yep, I remember she was saying like, of all the people I've worked with, Steve Martin, Martin Short, because they've just worked a show together, and of course Barney. And then, like, I remember at the end of her monologue, she was like, well, when I get scared, I always think of the words of one of my former co-stars. I love you. You love me. And everyone says We're a happy family. And she's like, come on. You all know it. With a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. And the whole audience is singing. I got another thought that was absolutely adorable. I'm like, 
<laughs> I was like laughing. That must have oh, been great though dude. for that. That that, that must have been nice though on SNL, you know. Mm-hmm. Must have been what? That must have been nice for SNL to have them, you know, the crowd do that. So they were probably the like crowd knows Barney. Warren Michaels was probably either, oh, this is nice, or oh no, seriously, just just go to the first sketch. Just go to the first sketch. The first sketch. Sorry. I, I love controlling this show. Forgive me, everyone who's watching us live. Just go to the first skit yeah, already. We, we, know, we don't want to hear this. We know your twisted mind. It's so the Barney memes are really okay. So on the scale, okay. You know what? I'm I'm throwing you all a curveball now. We are gonna. I have decided, and my my two friends here can uh, can accept or reject this proposal. Since it is educational, how are we graded in school with the letters A through F? So each of these shows. We will grade their educational value on A through F. All right. I'll start. What do you guys think of that idea? Yay or nay? Sure. I'm ready. All right. To show that chivalry is not dead, ladies first. You know you don't have to do this all the time, right? Hey, you can't hurt me for being a gentleman. Um, Well, I'm an independent. How would you rate this? (laughs) A A through F. I will give it the basic minimum requirement to graduate college. A 2.0. C minus. Okay, so that's like a C, right? C minus. I know it is a C. Okay. JT, A through F. How would you grade this thing? Well, F just sounds too mean, but I'm not sure. Some people would probably go that far. Uh, I would say... Man. I would say... I would go D plus only because there's a couple redeeming things about it. Like, like legit, legitimately, it does teach you how to be nice. And that's something a lot of COVID knocked up the world. But one thing I feel like a lot of humanity needs is to be nice and Mm -hmm. be kind. Just, just be, it's not that hard. Everyone just be kind. It's very easy. Just don't think negatively of this person and that person trying to people, treat, treat people the way you want to be treated. And Barney does treat that. However, outside of that, the show doesn't do anything else for me except for Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, put it that way. But I will say, you know, I'm going to give it like a C minus as well or like a D plus. Okay. I'm going to give this show a D. Uh, okay. You know what? D or C minus because. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I agree with the whole just be kind and be, but there's, a lot of different kids shows that do that much, much better. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like, agree. I, I get your sentiment, but there are shows that do that a lot better. Yeah, I agree. Agree. All right. So, um, you know what we should move on to? What? Sunny days. Da, na, na, da, na, na. I mean, we all know the answer to this, and First things for sure, Sesame Street has evolved. And from the start, it has been the most diverse cast, whether it's the Muppets or the humans in the world. And I mean, that's just the beginning right there. Like once it's like the show started back in 1969. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. You had like the first black couple and you had Latina woman on the show. Like, 
I would have been more prouder. Like it's so good to start with that. And look how evolved it has been. There's even a not-for-profit organization based off of Sesame Street. And and you know they like covered um this was one of the first shows that covered educational to- topics, you know, topics that are tough is like death once you think about it. Oh yes. The infamous Mr. Hooper. I mean, when, it was the toughest topic to talk about. It's like, if some of you guys have not watched it, it's like, yeah. how do you explain to a child that this person's not no longer here? And that is a tough thing to explain to ch- children. Like, it's, you know, it's that is a easy. tough thing to explain to children. Absolutely, Bill. And, and you know, it's really... It's just, you know, and and like what Ali said about diverse, they also talked about topics, not just like death, but they talked about topics like divorce. Yeah. Incarceration, too. Incarceration. And, you know, they talk about, they had Muppets who were, they had characters, one in South Africa. I don't think she ever made an appearance here. She did. A cameo who has who has HIV yep and when I watch this I I get a little choked up but I don't know if you ever watch this Sally there there's actually a video of I think her name is Cammy or something like that or yeah I've heard I saw the documentary of her with um Bill Clinton Oprah no no there's a video of her with Bill Clinton really I didn't know that I knew she was with Oprah Winfrey and she's talking about um, and you know she says, well, "What does a former president do?" And then, and then she, and then you know they start talking about HIV and AIDS, and then they go, "Could could you show people that that is okay to be with people who are HIV positive, like me, like me?" Okay, I didn't mean to do a terrible accent. I'm sorry, like me, and then. And then Bill Clinton goes, sure, Cammy. And they hug and said, make a difference. Tell your family about HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that is ballsy. And you know what? And and then, of course, recently we have a Sesame Street character who's autistic. Julia. And explaining to kids about autism. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. I agree. That's awesome. Like, like, um, you know, with the diverse cast and all this. And okay, you know what? I really hate to get on my soapbox for a second, but you know, what we've been seeing about certain fractions and JT. I know you hate to get political here, but just one quick, I'm just going on my soapbox for one second. You have when one people minute. go, everything's getting too woke nowadays. I want things the way they were. Oh, so showing people that other type of people exist is being woke. Shut up. Mm. Just shut up. Showing I- people that, you know, there is actually a lot of people may freak out or may or not may or may not freak out over this but there's actually a gay couple on sesame street 
-hmm. And one of the characters, I'll get to you in a second, Allie, but, you know, there's a character that says, you know, she goes, hey, that's my, um, you know, this is my brother and his husband, and this is my niece, their daughter. And if I hear any of those people, they're indoctrinated, our children, shut up. For the love of God, shut up. I'm sorry, those type of people just annoy me. All right, can I say something? We have to show, you know, we have to show that other people exist. Isn't that awful? (laughs) All right, Allie, what's up? Let me follow up. They've been woke since episode one. So, so tell me again, you and your children and probably your grandchildren have been watching this for almost 54 years. And, and yeah, going off that, this episode was banned, I think, in the state of, this show was actually banned in the state of Mississippi for a while because it showed, because it showed people of different races hang, being together. Mm. I mean, to be honest, not this is very educational. It's like the basic preschool education, but I'm so glad that it also talks about the social educational problems. And also a little bit of Spanish too. I mean, think of, you have a good amount of people in this country who are Hispanic and Spanish speaking people. Absolutely. Nowadays, okay. you feel represented by a character on Sesame Street. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see the future for it, too. Because there's yeah. more. Um, so, JT, what do you have to say? This is one of the best children's shows of all time. This has achieved goat status, in my opinion. And on top of that, excuse me, and on top of that, Sesame Street I'm not getting political when I say this because you, you, the listener, know I would never get political on my show if I, unless I absolutely desperately had a point to share. But I'm sorry. This show teaches, regardless of the left or the right, it teaches how you can be a better human being despite being a little bit different from everyone else or a little bit different mm-hmm. in one way or another. It teaches you how to be a decent member of society. This is a goat status show that has achieved in my eyes, an incredible amount of respect for me at least. And I love it to death. I have very fond memories of me being very young and watching this show on VHS tape for all of you, for all you Gen Zers out there. That's a wait, 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 I had a VHS tape too, so I'm <clears throat> Gen Zer. Okay. For all of you kids who are under the age of 16 and don't know what a VHS tape is, go back and do your homework for a second. But I remember putting those in on cassette tape and saying, and being entertained and taught certain ways on how to live life. That not like a not like a, oh we're gonna control you or a certain way. This is a show. That really, I feel like the world needs for yes. as long as possible. Uh, as long as these actors and all of these, whoever I don't care how I don't care how long goes for. I hope to. I mean, I'm not married and can't have kids, but I hope to have my kids watch Sesame Street one day as well. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about the show because it teaches generational life fulfilling stories, regardless of what you 
think if you're like, regardless of pol- what pol- political side you're on or like, oh, lawmakers say, we're going to ban this. Shut up. It teaches you how to be a better person. That's not left. Or, or a right. certain senator from Texas who was picking a fight with Big Bird. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Not gonna lie. Fun fact, Anyways. watch the SNL sketch of that of that version. That's pretty funny. But we're look, not going to get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. We're All not right. going to right. get into that. I'm going to definitely give a sponsor to this show, if you guys don't mind. Yes. Okay. Ahead, now we're talking about Sesame Street. The Mixed Bag segment sponsors the letter A plus for Sesame Street. And the number Agreed. 100. Oh, I man. give this an A plus. JT? I'm going to go one above you. I'm going to say A plus plus. This is a total <laughs> star on the, this is a star on the wall right here. You know? Okay. You know Anyways. what? I also thought of another one. Yeah. What do you got? Guys. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? <laughs> You're not going any Murphy, are you? <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Not the meme. Sorry, everyone. I was listening. Uh, Mr. Rogers, you mean? Oh, whoops. Sorry, yeah, I'm Mr. typing, Rogers, typing in. Is also good too I'm typing it in wrong, everyone. That's the wrong neighborhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who did? That's Eddie Murphy's yes. neighborhood. All right, but Tom Hanks played this guy well. Oh, yeah. I've always, the perfect person to play him, by the way. Yes, I agree. Yes. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Have you have you seen the movie? Um I have not. It's a beautiful thing in the neighborhood that scene when um when um when Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers is on the train with the guy who's interviewing him, and then and then somebody just goes, Hey Mr. Rogers! It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, yeah. and the whole train is singing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was and good. He's like, that was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, now unfortunately, kids can never watch Mister Rogers, but they have like the Daniel Tiger neighborhood, which is based off of one of Mister Rogers' characters. I mean, I've never really seen an episode. It's probably the same aspect of Mister Rogers too. Like. Mr. Rogers himself, like, I think why this is basically pretty much king of educational TV shows is because, one, can we all agree, Mr. Rogers was a freaking saint. He taught the first thing that everyone should be taught. And? That, it was... open. And it was just... And and you know what? Like, he, he said... I didn't think he said it best to get kids' attentions. I don't think I need to put a funny hat on and do a dance. Nope. Just not to be honest. And you know what? It's he like Sesame Street. He taught. You know, he did an episode on divorce. He did an episode on death. And something I can really respect him about is, I watched. He was revisiting that episode with a psychologist and. He, and they asked him, they said, you know, why didn't you mention anything about heaven or the afterlife? And this was a man who was, believe it or not, he was actually an ordained minister. Really? Mm-hmm. Mr. Wow. Rogers was an ordained Protestant minister. 
and he's and they and they said well why did you um why didn't you mention heaven or anything in that episode because you know what i don't want to push my beliefs down i wanted to leave the families who are watching this to teach their own traditions to their kids Mm-hmm. that's a pretty nice move it's pretty much saying that it's pretty much saying that um you know i acknowledge that other faiths have other teachings about death that are different from my own and i want to respect that and i don't want to be pushing my beliefs down people's throat right and but you know what it's also there's also an episode, there's also, he touched upon very controversial topics, like he did an episode after RFK was assassinated. Yeah, I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to touch on when this show first started, too. Yeah. It started was- the, <clears throat> sorry, my, my voice is shot, forgive me. Um, My, no, no, I was going to say, uh, this show, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Ro- Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood started in 1968 you thought 2020 was rough for those who for those of you who lived through the decade that was the 60s and the 70s good for you 68 was a really tough year for a lot of people in this country and in america and in the world too mm. vietnam whatever but the fact that we had like this beaming light of a show is brilliant because there was actually a it was right after um bobby kennedy was assassinated yep there's like, I think it was like a few days after when shown with Daniel Tiger. And he said, what does assassination mean? In 1968, that was pretty dark for a kid show. Like, you know, when that man killed the other man in a surprise way. And they're, of course, talking about. And they're, of course, talking about when Sirhan Sirhan shot Bobby Kennedy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, because the thing is when events like this happen and, you know, another thing I actually want to touch upon with Mr. Rogers is um, it was in 1980 and this episode was banned for many years. It was um, after, it was about, it was after the murder of John Lennon and the assassination attempts of President Reagan and then Pope John Paul II. Um, and in the beginning of the show, he says, this is not intended for children to watch alone. They should watch this with an adult. And he said, there are people out there who are so sick because when they get angry, they take it out on other people and hurt them. And he said, they're not like you and me, because when we know how to talk and play about our feelings. And then he's like interviewing different kids. And then like at the end, you know what? I still think about this, you know, in the messed up world that we live in. I always think about this speech when he said, you know, when I always saw something scary in the news, I'd ask my parents and grandparents how they felt. And he said, and goes, my mother would always look for the person who people who were trying to help the person that was hurt. And my mother always said, 
Always look for the people who are trying to help. There's always someone who wants to help. Right. There's always someone who wants to help. He said, so that's what I do in the in the days now. Look for the people who are trying to help. You don't think Mr. Rogers gets mad? Of course I do. Because that really showed. Because, you know, when you take events like the assassination of Robert Kennedy and then the assassination of John Lennon, the attempts on Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul II. Um, it really showed that, um, you know, Mr. Rogers, it really shows you can talk to kids about these events. You can just be open and honest with them. Like, you don't have to be too graphic, but you can be open and honest with them. And they'll respond. Yep. Like, you know, because I remember watching some years ago. It was on the 10th anniversary of 9-11. It was about, like, how, like, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon wanted to keep it a 9-11 free zone. And they didn't want to expose that to the kids. Didn't they unintentionally do it with that SpongeBob episode? One episode? Yeah, if we'll talk, yes, but they wanted to, they didn't want to mention anything about it because they didn't want to scar the kids. And like, listen, my response to that is every child is different. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, okay, maybe you need that to keep that. You know, we're not going to talk about what just happened, and it worked, and maybe that works for them. And maybe some people, some kids are curious, and instead of, and you know what, and this is something. That shows like Sesame Street this and Arthur did 100% correct and shows like Barney do 100% wrong. When kids shows touch on serious topics, they go either one of two ways. And both of them are not good. One of them go too graphic and too balls to the wall. And the others try to water it down too much. Shows like we just talked about, like Mr. Rogers, they made it. There's a difference between making some watering something down and making something relatable. Like watering something down is taking all the complicated stuff out and just being lazy, while making it relatable is talking in a way that kids will understand. And not, no baby talk, no, you know, let's sing a song to make us feel better. No, talking in a way that they can understand it. And yeah, so um, Ali, JT, you have anything to say on this? Ali, do you have anything? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, you just covered a lot of things, Bill, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I think you I mean, covered the all the bases. only one thing that I wish he did cover, and this would be good for now, is the LGBTQ+. Because he did have an actor who wasn't only just black, but unfortunately he was a closeted gay person. Yeah, and that man also married a woman to cover it up. And, and now listen, I just want to say, if you watch the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Because I guess they saw this guy going into like gay bars and people wrote the studio and Mr. Rogers said, oh, you can't do that anymore. Now listen, before if you say, well, Mr. Rogers may have been homophobic, I don't think he was. I think that was just the times. He was just worried, I guess. Probably. 
And listen, I don't think he... Allie, do you think he was homophobic or... I mean, it's really tough to say because I know he... I remember him saying that he accepted that person's gayness. I guess he was just afraid of how it would stand out with younger people. And... Weird. It's like... I mean, if it was now and if he was still living, I'm sure he would probably be able to open it. Well, just don't forget, again, it was a different time. Right. It was during like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, you know, there were there were times like, you know, if you were LGBTQ, you could lose your job. Right. The movie Philadelphia. Yes. Like, they had morality polices. That was 30 years ago. That was 1993. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Put it like that for a second. Sorry to interrupt you, but... Yeah, but, um... No, I get what you're... No, but, Allie, I will, um... I don't personally think he was homophobic. I think that was... He was... Like you said, he was probably worried. Did he go about it the wrong way? I think he did, but you know what? I heard that when the divorce happened, I heard that he was very, he was okay with him being gay and he was very accepting of it. Mm-hmm. It's that one, but the fight with the postman, JT, if you want to get to. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> if you All wanted right. to show the picture of that guy, but nah, it's fine. Right there, right there. Go. Up. No. There. We got it. Okay. So how do we grade this puppy? I'm grading it an A minus. Okay. Only because of the LGBTQ plus thing. And I mean, I get it for the time, but it should have been addressed too. Uh, Okay. I'm going to give it an A because... Well, I agree with you. You got to look at these things in context of their time. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to look at these in context of their time. Um, and like, you know, I think if he was alive today, I think because if he was alive today, I think he would be. Hey, because I remember what he said in his final episode goes, like I told you from when you were very little. I like you just the way you are. It's true. And I think he would have been okay with LGBTQ people nowadays. I think so too. Hey, how would you grade? Hey, baby. Fred Rogers. A, 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 A. This is a, an A no matter what, because of messages that were taught, not overly done. Right. Like there was it's not like in your face, like, hey, you should do this. You know, it's, it wasn't like that. It was very much like um it was very much a thing of you know, this is the way the world should be, and let's try and do it that way. I mean, that sounds very like, hey, you know, you're one sided or whatever, but like at the same time, it's like it showed a better life that you could right. live. And was it perfect? I would say so, but is it like, did it go as far as what Sesame Street did? No, because it wasn't around as long as well. It ended in 2001. But um, hey, I think it's, it's still a fantastic show. So there you go. A, I mean, a for me. 
It's a strong A minus for me. It's like, it's almost like a strong A minus a little bit of a weaker A. Again, it's just because of what I said. It's in the A's, so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so guys, should we do another standard? Should we do one more standard one, or should we get into the debatables one? What do you think? Um, you think so? You want to? I have one. Okay, you you have one, JT. I have one that. Well, I have a show that we could discuss. That is very much. What's the word? Um, it's less on the life. It's less on like the, oh, be kind or whatever. It's more about like actual. Education, if you will. What are we going for? I was going to say Cyber Chase. Have you guys heard of this show? Ooh, I remember that. Very underrated. It's been ages. Opinion. And plus, plus, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Yeah. Is it still going? I was frozen today. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I thought it still is. I thought I could have sworn that this this show actually, it might have ended. I don't know. I got to check if it ended or not. But anyway, but besides the point, though. Um, this show became, I mean, it was on PBS. For those of you who are aware of what I'm talking about, good for you. Uh, there, there was a storyline that involved uh, the the main characters of Matt, Jackie, and Inez. It's still going. It's still going it, on? No way. It will be 21 years on January 21st. Of this year? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Um. I was going to say, I mean, Cyber Chase, it taught us, it, it didn't teach us how to be kind or be, it, it taught teamwork, though. I will say that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It taught teamwork because it, there's the three of them or the four of them at some points working together to solve these problems. Uh, and a lot of those problems were math problems. And the show incorporated a lot of math. I actually, this is going to sound really pathetic to those you're listening to us. I used math skills in when I was in high school from cyber chase, like doubling, like one to two to four to eight. You know what I'm talking about? Like how one goes mm. to two, two goes to four. four go- and there was, a, there was an episode on that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So we talked about, I didn't bring it up in school, of course, when I was in high school. But it was really, a, it's a, it was a brilliant show to be, for, for it was mainly a math show. I mean, there wasn't really like a lot of writing, like English or so, some science here and there, but it did teach a lot of a lot of math. How like zero is the middle, and there's a negative one, negative two, negative three, and then the, they were trying to go like up and down a ladder thing. It was pretty cool. Like how, it, it's a great, it was, it's a really great show that's on PBS still. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is actually the hacker to you. He's he's great um, as Rest the voice. Gilbert Godfrey is digit. Yes. The, oh my god. That. That was a sad day when he died. Um, but yeah, great show overall. It, t- it definitely taught math, but did it teach people how to be kind? It taught teamwork, but did it teach people how to be kind and stuff? I don't know. I, I wanted to pick this choice because it's a show that still to this day makes people, it teaches people how to use basic math skills in everyday life. Which is not aside from being kind and nice, it does teach you how to be. It does teach you how to use like basic math and multiplication, division, whatever in everyday life, which is pretty cool, actually. Bill, have you seen Cyber Chase? I may have watched a couple episodes when I was younger, but I barely remember it. It might have been past your time. I hate to say that, but 
Oh God, I'm old. <laughs> I, I I watched this when I was younger. That's put it that way. But um, but yeah, I, I I dug it when I was in school. Al, have you seen this? I have. I don't remember as much. Again, my memory from my childhood is weak. But I do remember playing some of these games from Cyber Chase on PBS Kids, the website. Me too. Me too. I I was def- <laughs> I was definitely one of those kids too where I I definitely did that and I really. Yeah, that, that's, it taught fractions. So outside of the show taught us all how to use math for the most part. I mean, my dad is a math teacher. Shout out to my dad. But and shout out to my little sister who's becoming a math teacher. Oh, good for your little yeah. sister. Well, nice. she's teaching middle school, high school math, so she probably will not need any of this. My dad teaches high school math, so it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good here. But yeah, I mean, Cyber Chase how would we rate cyber chase as far as like education? I would say it's high, but it's not like an A, you know what I mean? It's because yeah. it, taught, it taught us more skills on how to be in, in teams and do math and, and stuff like that. But did it teach us how to be kind and respectful like Sesame street or Mr. Rogers? I, I see it in some ways it has. I mean, again, it's been a while, but it's like, you know, that they'll always work each other up. They'll always encourage them. Like yeah. I see a little bit of that. I see that too. I, I don't know how much I see it though, but I do see it though. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Bill, do you have any comments for this at all? Like I vaguely remember it. I do remember like the, I think it's great that you're teaching kids math. Math is important. Yeah. Math yeah, is math. And math is used in everyday life. And it's funny because a lot of people just brush. A lot of people say, Oh, math sucks. Math is too hard or whatever. It's too hard because it's part of everyday life. Like I'm looking around where I'm filming, where we're recording our video right now, our podcast, and I can see that the ceiling is eight feet high. That there's a, a cube, like a square box. You know, it, it, it's all around us. I hate to say that, but it's true. So, and this show really taught a lot of that too. So, mm-hmm. I'll um, give this a B. A B. Okay, fair, fair. At least it wasn't like an F because I, I I thought you'd go because I vaguely C. remember just because I barely remember it. Sorry. All right, no, that's fair. I mean, Ali, where does this rate? Where does this one rate for you though? Only because I can't remember it as much, but it is still educational to this day. It's on the dean's list. It is a B plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go the route of a. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to put an A. I, I do have nostalgia with this. I do remember the show when it was on PBS Kids and watching this stuff as a, as a younger person uh, learning how to. But I mean, but at the same time, I did learn skills on Cyberchase that I would later use in high school or throughout all my years of schooling and learn how to do basic measurement or basic counting or basic division or fractions. You, you name it. I learned it all on this from this show. I'm going to give it a solid B plus. <clears throat> good because the b plus for me stands at like you know this is a good show that i mean th- there was a good storyline to it as well like outside of just learning math there was a good story between the hacker as well so mm-hmm. yeah it was a, a brilliant show still going strong on pbs highly recommend if you are in the u.s or if you're in another country listen to watch cyber chase on pbs kids on, on the pbs channel if you will so a lot, a lot of math fun there as well. All right, let's go to our next uh, show. Who would like to go first? So wait, are we still sticking to the standards or are we going right into the debates? 
this was more of a debate for me personally. I mean, this is not like a, you know what I mean? This is more of like a, oh, it's a, what do you call it? This is, this is not like a, this wasn't really one that I wanted to like spend a lot of time on. I mean, this is, this is kind of debatable, but let's, let's segue into more debates. One more I want to talk about, but that's kind of standard, but I know we got other stuff we got to get to though. So if you want to do a brief one, we can, we can call this the last standard and then we get to our debates. Okay. I have to. It's one of my favorite shows when I was a young kid. It just wrapped up last year. Arthur. Yeah. Bill actually. Arthur, wait, wait, wait! What are you writing? <laughs> Bill actually, I I typed it wrong. Deal with it. Well, every um, day when you're walking across the street, I don't remember the rest of the song. So, so, so I just for the, I, I will let Bill go in a second. I just want to say, Bill did a wonderful review of the final episode of Arthur on PBS. Check out our review on our YouTube channel, where you can find Bill's review of the final episode of Arthur. From PBS, but Bill's pick. I don't want to hog him. Bill, what do you got? Well, the show you all know the Aardvark Arthur, his sister DW, his best friend Buster, Francine, and a bunch of other characters. You know, this show, it does show like, um, it does show like, you know, it shows basically life lessons. And and I like how it dealt with, you know, it praised things like reading and studying, but it also dealt with some serious topics. Like, and again, like I said, they don't water it down. Like, there was an episode where they talk about when Arthur's grandpa has Alzheimer's. Yep. Like, Alzheimer's is never mentioned, but they're saying that, oh, my memory's starting to go. And they say some people have a disease. Alzheimer's or dementia is never mentioned, but you know what they're talking about. If you're an adult, you know what they're talking about. And also they did an episode where one their lunch lady, Mrs. McGrady, gets cancer. Wow. And that episode was banned be- for a while because that episode included Lance Armstrong. And oh, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we all know what happened to him. And uh, they redid the episode, but they put another character in Lance Armstrong's place. So, yeah, um, I really liked. Um, but you know, or you know, they did like a episode about 9-11 type trauma in which their school gets burnt in a fire. Yep. And what I like about that episode, and even the Mrs. McGrady episode, and another episode when a hurricane hits town, I like how they show how different characters deal with the situation. Like I'll take the 9-11 type episode because that was probably one of my favorite episodes they show that you know arthur's father who was in the school doing a catering thing how he was in there during the fire and he almost got in and he could have gotten seriously hurt so you see arthur constant being constantly worried about his dad Mm. you see sue ellen who lost her who's 
whose diary was burned up in the fire. You see, you see, you see Binky, who was basically dealing with, in a way, he's dealing with PTSD. Yeah. He's dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. You see how he handles everything. And you see that he's scared. And then you see Buster, and I think Buster was the best one because he's like telling exaggerated stories even though he wasn't there. He overslapped. And I think why that's so good is because that's perspective that's kind of glossed over. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I watched that scene when he's telling the story to the other kids and Arthur gets mad. I'm like, no, Arthur was 100% in the right. Buster's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at it through another lens, you're like, you know, he just he's having a hard time relating to everybody because he wasn't there. And maybe that could be a, seen as a form of survivor's guilt. Um, But also, you know, I like in that episode how he becomes friends with the janitor, Mr. Morris, who was hurt during the fire. And he takes that time to learn about him and that he's actually a pretty cool guy. And, yeah, and also this show, it showed a, it showed Arthur's teacher, Mr. Rapburn, is gay. Mm-hmm. He's gay. The, the, that episode right there. And, of course, people who have nothing better to do with their lives or complain about a television show that was made for children complained about it. And this episode was actually banned from Aaron in that was actually banned from Aaron in Alabama. You know, more people complaining that, you know, everything's too woke. I want the old days back. How dare they show this to our children? Then don't watch it. What? If you don't, if if you're seeing, if you don't want to see it, then don't show it to your kids. Let them be blind. Just change the channel. But yeah, but my only complaint about that episode is they didn't really go into what being gay or LGBTQ is. Yeah. Like the whole episode, they think he's marrying this other rat who's a who's tough. And when they find out that, that rat's actually his sister, and he's actually marrying a male rat, they just Thing I'll give it credit for. They just brush it off. They're like, oh, okay. He's get he's married. Okay. Like, you know, that shows that they're normalizing it, but they don't really get into what being gay or being LGBTQ is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to show videos of, like, the Stonewall riots or anything or show what happened to Harvey Milk, but we can at least go, some men like men. You know, some men like women. Some men like men. Some women like men. Some women like women. Some like both. And whatever they like, we have to respect it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that, I I wish they showed that, but they didn't. And of course, people from the great that episode was banned in the great state of Alabama. And mm-hmm. you know they did like some mini shorts, like they did ones about COVID, like about how, why it's important to wear a mask. They did one about, you know, about racism after George Floyd was killed. 
And, you know, and again, this show, they cover topics like autism and dyslexia and asthma. So I will always have a special place in my heart for this show. Bill, how did the show end? What do you mean, how did the show end? Like, what was the story? Like, is, is it, is it, was it, what was the story? Didn't they grow didn't up? Well, they were They'll playing grow- a game about what their future would be like. And then it shows years into the future. All the characters are grown up. Oh. And, and like adult Arthur just wrote a graphic novel, which was actually Arthur's Eyes, which was the first episode. Uh, so it all came and, circle. and in that last episode, adult Arthur is actually voiced by the same guy who originally voiced Arthur. Oh. Wow. So it came full circle, basically, with that. Yeah, the same guy who voiced the original Arthur. In 1996. In 2022. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Uh, all right. So, Allie, you got yeah, those debatable ones ready. Oh, actually, no, wait. First, we got to grade this thing. We, we have to grade Arthur. Um, we do. So what um what do we rate Arthur as far as being like you know being kind or considerate or and also educational purposes as well? Like, did it teach us how to be a good person? Did it teach us how to do math? Did it teach us how to do art? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. What do you guys think? I'm it's tough really to think about this. It's, it's hard, yeah. Because there are some episodes just like why? I thought it was like really. <laughs> But then there were others that made a lot of sense. I feel like it, for me, it's like a strong B only because of it. Okay. I feel like they could have done a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than you. I'm actually gonna go B plus because I do have good memories of Arthur as well. Um, I, I didn't watch it all the time when I was younger, so I didn't really. Uh, gravitate towards it too much, but I will say that this show, I I, I do side with you with you, Bill. That it, a little bit more than I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with Allie, but I do I will say though I will I will say that Bill raises very valid points about a children's show, a kids show raising a, a word similar to Sesame Street, similar to Mister uh, Mister um Beautiful Day Neighborhood, you know Mister Robbins Mister Rogers Neighborhood, not Mister Robbins, sorry, um. Bringing awareness to stuff like that as a in an animated kids show really did a good number on kids, and I, I believe it'll last. Reruns will last generations to come, and I'll teach other people those ideas as well. Uh, but for me, it's a B plus. Bill, where does it stand for you, Bill? To me, because I have fond memories of the show. My only gripe is it is like there were some episodes that kind of I didn't like, and there were also. Like I said, I wish they went into more details on some things, but I'm going to give this a very solid A minus. Mm. So an average B plus, then he's tooting his tooting his horn tonight. He's got an A minus there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Allie, are you ready? What do we got? What do we got, Allie? Well, we're going to start with the the first debatable one, but I'm going to say the best one. If you all are agreeing with me for last, what do you say? Yes, go for it. So this one, I'm going to dedicate to my. One of my one of my friends from college, Miss Marianne Brody. Marianne, she is awesome. Yes, yep. shout, shout out to you. <laughs> and the first debatable one I would love to talk about 
is Steven Universe. Mm. Oh. And yeah, it is more newer, and I don't know as much for Steven Universe, but yeah. it's so it does t- it does focus a lot on mental health. Okay. In this, a lot of kindness, being just accepting for who you are, and a lot of LGBTQ plus in this. Interesting. It okay. is more. It is more like around the age of Cyber Chase to start and older. Really. Like eight years old probably be the best age to start it. Oh, it says. Oh, it says from 2013 to 2020 it lasted. And then there's a sequel that was like a year or two. Okay, sequel series. So, okay, and a movie. Oh, that's right. How could we forget? I remember that. Yep. <laughs> Mainly the whole concept of Steven Universe is him trying to accept himself and his powers, and also figure out who he is and who his mother was, because throughout the whole series, we never knew who his mom. Well, we knew that his mom was someone but it turned out she was somebody else she disguised herself and boy there was also other topics too that they went through like trauma some abusive relationships too mm. and i got a little buddy with me oh if you're watching us live you'll, you'll you can see that Allie has one of her pops with her yep connie oh yeah Good old Connie. <laughs> you got anything to uh, say about this, JT? Uh, very, very little. I I remember when the show was it Cartoon Network, right? Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um. I uh, full disclosure. I'm not. I didn't watch a lot of Cartoon Network when I was younger. Nor do I watch. Nor do, mm-hmm. do I watch it now. You know what I mean? But I did watch some. You know what I mean? But as far as this goes, I. I. I know it. I know Bill is not what I'm talking about, but like Bill, I would say that I honestly could say that I know this. I know this show. I've heard of the show. There's graphic novels of this show. Apparently, believe it or not, if you knew about that, I unfortunately cannot comment beyond much of that because I I've only seen, I I think I saw the TV movie once or, and I didn't, I I don't remember that well, but I, but I do know what this is overall. And I can see where your points are. I personally just don't have many comments to go off on it, if that makes sense. Neither do I as well. And I know if Marianne's watching, she would be commenting a lot more about this. Yes. And hopefully yeah. in agreement with me. Yes. Um, so I, Bill has no idea, no idea what we're, we're talking about, though, right? I never really watched the show, so I can't really okay. say anything. Okay. Well, so basically, where do we rank this how do we do how do we know what are some characteristics of this show that make this a a educationally friendly show like what qualities does this because i'm asking you because i i honestly i i'm i'm drawing a small blank here i know the show i'm not super familiar with it but i know what you're talking about though um how were some of the characters like you said LGBTQ. How, how is Steven a certain way? Can you elaborate on those a little bit or no? I'm going to try. Like, I know one of the characters, Garnet, she's actually a merger of two other gems, Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. In which somehow they were not really supposed to be with each other, oh, technically. Okay. Kind of like saying how, um, saying how, like, oh, kind of like in the real world, like, oh, like opposites don't attract kind of thing almost. Sort of. I don't know if that makes sense. Sort but. of, but it's like not really opposites in some ways. It's like it's sort. 
similars attract like if you're a man and a man or a woman or a woman kind of thing yeah like okay, stay sorry. with your own niche and stuff okay i mean one character i could definitely talk about is one named lapis and that's the one who's been struggling to be to accept herself she probably struggles with opening up to others after being trapped being mm. in abusive relationships mm, okay okay that i mean i feel like that's something i mean again animated show cartoon network you think oh blah 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 who cares at the same time though this is a if you're telling me because i like i said i only saw the steven universe movie on when it was on cartoon network whenever that was 27 18 i forget but um i will say though the fact that you're bringing up that it had what well, wasn't it like you said abusive relationships is that what you said yes um one of the characters had an abusive relationship with someone and she's trying to put her foot down and say no like she's trying to struggle with it so that is something I can honestly tell you that I have gone through. And I feel like everyone has gone through at some point in their life where it's like, it's like you're in a friendship or a relationship with someone and you're like, you know, it's not like it may not be physically abusive, but it's like verbally abusive. Like, you know, shut up, you stupid, you know, whatever. It could be anything like that, truthfully. But I feel like, and if it's a, if it's a cartoon show bringing up, then that I believe has some relevance to what we're talking about tonight with the educational children's show debate. Right. And I think there was one other character, Carl, which is actually the one with the blonde hair in the picture. He's yeah, also yeah, trying yeah. to deal with the grief of Stephen's mother in the show. She, she died, correct? He, yes, she was dead. Oh, okay. Before Steven Universe, the show okay. began. Okay. Like okay. she pretty much made Steven and gave up her life for Steven. Oh, so I'm like almost like I mean I don't want to get super graphic or super technical, but you could be talking about adoption. No, Stephen had a father. Oh, so never mind. Sorry, wrong thing. Wrong thing. Sorry, everyone. But single parenthood too, like single having- parenthood. That's relatable to Stephen. Okay, so there's the. Would you say that those are like prominent in the show, or were they underlying? How would I, you say? I would say it's like it evolves. It's an evolving thing. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so now that we have those kind of like laid out for us now, Stephen is, uh, he has a dad, but uh, his mother, you know, you know, his mother is was given. A, I don't know the story that well, but as you said, like he, she gave her, gave her life for him, kind of thing, and it's got some darkness to it that of the, with that element there. I'm gonna say, based on everything we just said, how like it's 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 got the the element of Stephen being having only having a dad, and how uh the what, what the blonde haired character's name? I'm sorry. We have Pearl, and then the other two that were mainly with Stephen is Amethyst, which is the purple one, and then Garnet, who's the tall one, okay, who's like the tall okay. red one. Okay. So, and I would, I, I would say too, I would say, you know, just on those reasons alone, plus more that we could probably think about much more if we go more in depth with it. I would say that I would say yes and no. This is a yes and no scenario for me. For like for as far as this being an educational show, I mean, because on the surface it looks like because on one hand I'm gonna say no because on the surface it's a it's a Cartoon Network show you're on your own you know you're you it, it looks like a, oh it's a bubblegum pop type of like show whatever right at the same time there are underlying tones to it that could say yes it is educational because you talked about the abusive relationship element you talked about the whole, whole fact of Stephen's mother not being there you know, like single parenthood. That's got a lot of weight to it. I mean, but you said those were like those were fairly prominent in there, or no? Like, were like were they? Like it evolves. Like after the first season, if you keep watching it, 
you'll get to know each character even more. Okay. So it's like okay. It, more, it opens up a lot more. And so towards I, like the end of the series, you realize oh. pretty much how, how unique everyone is and how pretty much they all accept their differences for who they are. So diversity. Okay. I would say I'm going to give it, I'm going to rate it right now. I'm gonna, for me okay. personally, I know, I know I don't know if Bill can do this or not because he hasn't seen the show too much or doesn't know anything about it. But uh, I was going to say, I will say I'm going to give this show because I've seen like a very, very little of it, but I do know what you're talking about. I'm going to give it a solid B minus. And here's why. Because I'm not quite on the upper end of it saying, oh, it's like it te- it's like Sesame no. Street or Mr. Robinson's Mr. Rogers neighborhood. It's, it's not, not like, like that. that. It's not. It's a it's a much more of a action adventure pop pop bubblegum type of pop show for Steven, you know, for the show Steven Universe is animated, whatever. What I will say though, um, but the reason why I put it as high as a B minus is because it's not quite a C, but it's not quite a B, if you will. Because yeah. if you think about it, if you're thinking about, if you're talking about single parenthood and you're talking about like you know dealing with abusive relationships, whether it be verbal or physical, or whatever, that's some pretty serious stuff that you can relate to. I mean, that, that, that the average listener or uh, average viewer, excuse me, might not be able to get to, but you could definitely get to it. If you watch the show and understand that stuff, it might come a lot quicker than you might think. So, I mean, I'm, I'm giving it a B minus for that reason. Allie, where does it rank for you, though? I, I see it more as a B in some ways. Again, like B, B minus. Okay. Between those two, it's pretty much the same reason. It is educational, but more I'm like for more older children, educational, not like younger children like we've seen with again sesame street mr rogers neighborhood so like a like a 12 year old to 15 year old demographic almost like starting as the cyber chase age 8 to 11 and up oh okay okay gotcha, gotcha. like 8 to 15 8 to 16 okay all right so you, so you said a b or a b minus what'd you say like a b, a b like okay. this is more for older school age children than it would be for younger children okay all right uh bill do you have any comment? Okay. Um, I, from what you're telling me, you know, cause I think it shows from what I'm hearing, it shows unique things like mental health, which is so over glossed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so over glossed in our society, but um, it's so over glossed in our society but I think it's, you know, I think it's important that people sh- are showing that. Mm. Um, and also, you know, with LGBT representation, I think that's important to show. And also, you know, I think, you know, the single parent thing, I think that is a very important thing to show that not all families are the same. That's a big one right there. And, but, you know, to me, I can't really speak much of it because I didn't see it. But from what your folks are telling me, and Marianne, please do not hate me for this. Because, again, I'm only going off what I know. I've never really seen the show. I'm, I'll give it, like, between a C plus and a B minus. Again, I'm just going off what I know. I've never seen the show, so I can't speak to the matter. You're good, bud. You're good. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I seen it, I may give it a higher grade. Marianne, I know you'll you'll get explain everything to Bill later on when we talk. <laughs> Don't worry. 
Don't worry. And once the show is uploaded to you uh, as a mixed bag segment, you'll check it out. So, yeah. And we'll um, send it to you. And we'll send it to you over link via Messenger on Facebooks, whatever. Sorry, uh, send. Any other comment for Steven Universe? I think I'm good. All righty. So, what was the next debatable one? Well, we said we're saving the best for last. I mean, which way do you guys want to go? You want to stick with more anime or do you want to go back to 1991? Why don't we go back to 91 for a second? We're going to Rugrats then. I was just about to say. Ooh, ooh, can Which, speaking of, you know what baby's got to do, what a baby's got to do. Do, 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 do. And we're not talking the reboot, people. No. We never mentioned the reboot. We are talking the original 1991 Rugrats. Which. Not, yeah. I mean, in a little kid's perspective, like not even kid, like a toddler's perspective, there's so much to talk about with Rugrats. Like, first off, I want to talk about the Rugrats Hanukkah and Passover specials. What television show would do that? And also they did Kwanzaa too. Yes, that's true. They did Kwanzaa. And I think for a time, they've also talked about how Tommy was a NICU baby. Like, they explained a little bit of it. I mean, you might think, yeah, this is like, this is just a show that make people laugh, entertain, and Angelica. But there's a lot of good points in this. Teaches people how to be brave in certain situations. Like, for example... Chucky facing his fear and going down the big kid's slide. And also another thing to talk about death. Boy, why do a lot of shows talk about death? In two ways. One episode, which is when Chucky has a caterpillar and turns out the caterpillar died and he didn't know what to do. And then the Mother's Day episode. Listen, I cannot get through that. I cannot get through that episode without crying. Yes. Especially especially the last, you know, when they're reading the poem. Yeah. So, my dearest Chucky, though I may leave, I'll have to leave you. I'm still, I'm everywhere where you are. I'm in the flowers. Yeah, and see, I can't even talk about that without getting teary eyed. But what you said about being brave, but you know what it also shows—that sometimes it's okay to be scared. Um, of course, there was this one episode. Once you think about it, which kind of talks about PTSD, which shows about PTSD a little bit, like when Tommy gets hurt. And he gets a cut on his finger. And then, of course, Angelica tells him some bullshit that they, that all his stuff is going to fall out. And he just gets so scared to do things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, that could be maybe someone who was in a traumatic accident. And, you know, Chucky's away during all this. And when Chucky comes back and he sees Chucky go down the hill, he saves his friend. And he gets another cut. And at first, goes, oh my God, everything's going to fall out. I'm so in trouble. And then Chucky takes Tommy's Band-Aid off. Goes, 
this cut's almost better. It kind of shows in this one that Chucky's sort of being the voice of reason. Right. And he's saying, if this cut's getting better, that cut's going to get better. Hmm. And that shows some of the stuff of a PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, to some people who deal with that, it's not that simple. It's not. No. Nope. And maybe people need some more help and they need things like therapy and other things. And they need all the help they can get. But, but you they know, know that they're being supported. It shows that one day your scars will be healed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it might take a while, but if you get the proper support, it's going to be okay. And again, I, I don't want to simplify anything. I There are probably people out there who are watching that are, that deal with, you know, stuff that's not that simple. And that's what I like about it. That's what I like about this show. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, but also, um, I'm sorry, Allie, what will you continue? I was actually also going to talk about for like some younger kids is how do we, how to accept being part of different families. Like, for example, at the end of Rugrats in Paris, Chucky has a stepmother and a stepsister in his life. And throughout the season after Rugrats in Paris, it's him him and Kimmy learning how to adjust to each other and their new life setting. And then after the Rugrats, like during the Rugrats and after the Rugrats movie, we're thinking of Tommy how he has to become a big brother to his, to Dill. And I just want to say, I have a lot of nostalgia for the Rugrats movie because that was actually one of, if not the first movie I saw in theaters. Damn, bro. That's crazy. I know. I'm old. And this is my reminder that I'm one year away. You ain't old. That I'm one year away from 30. Thank you. Um, But, you know, it really, you know, but there's like another episode that shows, I don't know if you've seen it, the episode that's basically a spoof on It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, I've seen it. But that is an episode, I'll be honest, I can't watch it anymore because it is very depressing. For those who haven't seen it, um, Angelica steals something from Chucky's dad and... Tommy thinks that no, Chucky thinks that the other that Tommy, Phil, and Lil stole it, and and he goes, and then he gets mad at them, and Angelica says, "You know what? Maybe we're just better off without you." And I think that really shows that you know I, I'm sure we've all felt that way that you know what everyone's just better off without me, and. And, you know, the episode does show that life would be worse without Chucky. Mm. And Chucky learns his self-worth and learns the value to his friends and his dad. Yeah, it's literally a spoof on It's a Wonderful Life. It's called Chucky's Wonderful Life. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but uh, also, um, I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second. It's fine. I've never been a Rugrats fan. Really? I I, I remember watching it and I was younger and I was like, this just, to me, it was weird. My brain was like working as like a weird thing. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. We got it. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Um, what were you saying? You were saying about how the Rugrats Hanukkah special is. I'm just kidding. That's oh, right. I love the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Yes. That's a conversation for another time, Bill. Don't worry. No, but you know what? It shows, you know, they do your traditional Halloween episode, your traditional Christmas episode. It shows but, that they know, can they expand. Not a lot of people talk about like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Passover. Yep. Actually, a fun fact, I met one of the writers for the Rugrats Hanukkah special at a convention my first year in college. Did you really? That's so cool. I did. Me and shout out to my other friend, Micah. We were at a Jewish convention and he talked about how the Hanukkah special mainly was about him who never had children at the time. And he wrote this. And a few years later, a miracle happened and he became a dad. Wow, that's crazy. What are we? I'm sorry, what was that? Allie just told us a great story. Go ahead. Yeah, you messed it. You're going to have to rewind back and see it. <laughs> okay, give me the Cliff Notes version. Cliff Notes, go. Met the writer for the Rugrats Hanukkah special at a convention talking about his life. Oh, and he ended up not having children. Now he has children. Yes. Of the Rugrats special, the the Rugrats um, Hanukkah special. So circling it back now, do we think that this show is educational? Yes or no? And then we'll go into it. Yes, because, you know, along the different cultures, you know, it shows different types of family. You know, you know, um, Angelica's parents, Charlotte is a female CEO. She's the breadwinner. She's. Well, Drew works too, actually. He's like an accountant. Right. Um, Tommy's family, the Dee Dee is basically the breadwinner. Oh, she's the breadwinner. I forgot what Dee Dee did. I know she taught in like the first couple She was seasons. a teacher. And then later in the spinoff, she became a she became like a psychologist or something. Mm. And Chucky comes from a single-parent family. hmm And then became a blended family. And became a blended family. So this show really shows that there are all different types of families. hmm That's fair. That's true. That although, all- although it doesn't teach, like, the math and stuff. Like, you can hear, like, the babies talking about different things, trying to explain it in Angelica's words. Which, I mean, do we trust Angelica? Teaches us how to deal with bullies. Yep, mm-hmm. big one right there. Teaches us how to deal with bullies. Um, so yeah, well, in some ways it is educational, but in other ways it's not. 
I'm giving Rugrats a B. Mm. Okay. All right. Allie? Allie, go ahead. This goes on the Dean's list. It is an A. B plus. Okay. B plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go on the route of a C, C minus, only because I don't have any I don't have any fond memories of it. I'm not saying it doesn't have any qualities of being educational. I'm of the opinion that I just I just I didn't really watch it when I was younger, so I can't really comment too much of it. And I, I haven't watched it since then. You know, I have not watched it like no. at all. So it didn't hit me. It, it, I had a very weird childhood. That's a whole. That's, that's our, our next week's topic is weird childhoods of the J Man. Uh, <laughs> that, that's our next week's topic. Yeah, just from knowing you, not just on here, but in personal, in personally, JT. Yeah, you didn't really grow up on the same stuff that I grew up on. So no, okay, well, even though even though you were you were born in nineteen ninety. Right? Yeah, and I was 98. So there, there was a there's a four or five year gap there of shows in general. I mean, there was like uh Hey Arnold. I I mean I that's another thing too, but like that whole like late 90s, early 2000s Nickelodeon vibe. I mean, some some of it was my stuff, like fairly odd parents, Jimmy Neutron, whatever. But I just didn't really I could not get into Rugrats for some reason. Like, but even as a young child, my mom, my my, my mom, my mind was like. This is weird. <laughs> I don't know why it just was, but uh, that's just me. It's my own interpretation. Don't kill me, everyone. But yeah, Rugrats. All right, that's I'm, I'm, I'm really like a C or C minus. So yeah, so there you go. Um, but yeah, what which one do we want to go? That's Rugrats. What do we want to go to next? Um, I mean, I do have two more. One of them's the main event. So I guess I, let's so jump to ninety six. What'd you say? You want to go to the one before the main one or no? I mean, I do want to be the very best, like no one's ever was. Catching them is my real guess. Betraying them is my cause. I mean, you never really think of it this way, but for 25 plus years, Pokemon can be educational in a way. Wild. Yes. I mean, it teaches you how, it's like, Sort of pet ownership. I mean, teaching you how to battle in some ways. I what mean, show is this? Pokemon. Oh my god, you scared! I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait, I didn't you know you were on the it. Theme song? No, I, I, I'll share my thoughts when I get there. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to be. Yes. For, Sorry, I love that song. For twenty-five years, we got to see the journey of Ash Ketchum in eight of the it's, nine regions. It's ending Fortnite. soon. Yes, it is. Sad face. And there was so much you learned, not only from Ash, but through other characters, too. And even the Pokemon themselves. You got to see Ash fulfill his destiny. Like, this is educational. Like, if you believe you can do this, you don't have to just believe. You have to prove yourself to do this. You have to train hard. You have to learn how to be better. And this is for each of the other people too. Like, for example, you had two females, May and Dawn, who became Pokemon coordinators. Mm. And they've learned a lot through it. I'm just trying to think. There's a lot to talk about with Pokemon. Especially you had to Pokemon do this- Go. <laughs> <laughs> you even had, yes, once more, a death episode of Pokemon in Gen 7. Mm. With a Pokemon death. 
you have people learning how to overcome their fears, like Misty and her bug fears, which I think she's still afraid of. Mm -hmm. But mainly the whole point is actually a lot of self-confidence, self-worth. A lot of struggling. Like in Gen 6, you've seen the struggle with Serena for a little bit. You've seen struggles in Dawn in Gen 4 for a while. How do you how do you get back after losing? Mm, okay. And you see a lot of how do you train your Pokemon to be the best people? How to train to be a better person, better, better individual. True, true, true. Yeah. Bill, any comments? Well, I never thought as Pokemon as educational, but I could see some of the factors like like self-confidence and, you know, trying to stick to a goal. Like, I think that's something kids can learn. Mm. But I'll tell you this, Brock in like the very early one, he's every, if there's any young men watching that, he's what not to do when a woman is present. Like he's everything. <laughs> no, he's, what still, not he's to do. still like that. He's still like that. Okay. Like the- he's still not, he's what to do, what not to do when, you know. Let's put it this way, ladies. If you ever come across a Brock, grab some poison. Oh, God. A poison jab. Oh, my word. So, but yeah. um, And it also teaches the value of friendship. True. Fair point. True. Like taking care, or, or like this, taking care of your Pokemon, it could be like sort of taking care of your pets. Mm-hmm. And how to properly take care of them. So and I have to become your best friend. Exactly. I can see. Or like when you let Pokemon go. And, you know, I think there's more of a lesson for parents and kids. It's kind of a lesson of letting go. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember the first episode when Ash released his Butterfree. Oh my gosh, or when he releases Charizard. Yes. When he releases in Gen 6 Greninja and Gujo. Yeah. It's really tough. But it teaches good lessons. But would I say it's exactly educational? I don't think so. I'm sorry, Allie. Unorthodox educational. Okay, we can say that. Because that's what most of mine are, sort of, is unorthodox. Yeah. So uh, anything else? To say, uh, JT, or on this one? I'm going to say something that might seem controversial. Mm-hmm. But then again, our very first show of Mixed Bag was called Unpopular Opinions. So everything <laughs> we do is controversial. Everything we do is controversial, no matter what. Agreed. Everything we talk about here. I do not like Pokemon at all. Okay. Do not kill me, everyone. Sorry, I'm ruining everyone's childhood now. I'm Allie's gonna kill me. <laughs> nah, that's not our. Nah, we'll do a whole episode so, about ruining people's childhoods another day. Yes, coming in two weeks, ruining everyone's childhood. Next, next day. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But honestly, this is something that I just could. Ne- I understood the characters. I just could never get into, and I mean okay. ever. I, I I tried so hard. To understand like how the cards work and whatever, and I, I'm sorry, internet. I'm sorry, world. I did not get into Pokemon at a young age. Forgive me, everyone. I'm sorry. My next one, go. 
Bulbasaur. <laughs> the Bulbasaur. And he's Showing still sealed. Showing it off like nobody's business. DM me if you want this. Oh my god. You can you can so, DM um, Allie at uh, you can DM her reaching me directly at the Superview Show on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but like leg- legitly though, I sorry, I just never got into it. Sorry, everyone, but I just I had to say that. But so but I, I do see your points though that you brought up how there could be could be there could be elements of of educational children show elements there i mean do i think that they're as strong as like cyber chase or as like um steven universe maybe not probably not but i I think they're there i do agree with you there so if that makes any sense of course so So, let's grade this puppy let's grade this puppy before we go to the big one all right i'll start i mean i'm probably gonna give it a b b okay b b minus all right. Okay. Because again, it's not as educational because yes, it does involve battling and stuff. Mm. So, so Ali's at a B. Bill is at a C. Uh, you said C, right, Bill? C. I said C. Okay. Cool. C. I see food differently. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I, I, I am, I'm, I'm a little bit lower than them tonight, ladies and gents. I'm, I, just because I'm not versatile, I'm not aware. I'm gonna put this at a C minus, truthfully. Uh, there, okay. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there are elements there. I just haven't seen them. I partly because I don't really know any Pokemon. Sorry, world, forgive me. But you don't yeah. even know Pikachu. No, I, you know, I know. Wait, 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 wait. You know Bulbasaur. You just said it. I know Bulbasaur. I know Pikachu, but that's it. I just, yeah. I didn't know Sorry. Let's Go Pokemon. So I did. Let's Go Pokemon. Sorry. Anyways, anyway, I'm just getting sidetracked here. That's so, a C minus. Forgive me. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm going to see my, I'm going to sneeze. C minus for me. All right. What is our next topic? Is there okay, any is other the ones you, one? you guys have before we go to the main event? No, no I no. think I'm good. I'm good as well. What you, so should we start off with our last debate of tonight with, oh boy, here we go. Bill? Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob. I thought I could do the rest of the theme song. Whatever, it's okay. Yeah, whatever. So many, so many ruined moments. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, SpongeBob SquarePants. The question has remained there for twenty seasons. Well, technically speaking, uh, twenty three. No, twenty four years. It'll be twenty four years in May. Oh, oh my, my gosh, we're old. Technically speaking, they're on their what twentieth season now. I have no idea how many seasons they're on. All right. Well, anyways, my, the point I was going to make is there's like only three or four seasons in existence in my mind, but that's me. Because uh, true story, everyone. For, for those of you who don't, I just want to say something really quick. For those of you who've watched us, for, watched or listened to us for any period of time, I have. I went on a SpongeBob bingeathon over my when i had surgery um on my foot uh back in november of 2021 going into 20 i was out for three months and what did i do for those three months i just watched nothing but spongebob on paramount plus this was a huge factor of me just getting through my life on a daily basis but yes i did binge watch all three of the first three seasons and I left myself sick of SpongeBob. It was great. 
Um, but yes, just want to share that lovely insight to everyone out there. But yes, who would like to go first? Allie, since you were the brain trust behind this. Since Chivalry did. So, about six months ago, we did a whole topic about top 10 SpongeBob's. It's great. And the question still is at hand. Is SpongeBob an educational show? And I think we have debunked this, but now it's time to make it official. Example number one. One of my picks from our top 10 SpongeBob episode. The episode where Squidward and SpongeBob go on strike. Yes. Okay. It was probably one of the one of the best episodes to talk about poor work, poor work, and like pretty much work, like what's it called? Oh my gosh, poor working conditions at a job, mm-hmm. and getting billed for every little thing. Fair point. And how do you? And what happens during a strike? This episode shows more what happens during a strike than any of the other episodes. Like the Rugrats Lemonade Stand episode. Yes. This one shows a lot more. This one shows scabs. This Who one shows that Nickelodeon shows, ki- shows kids episodes about, about organized labor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fair point. Fair point. Organized labor. Another... Um, all right. Yeah. I was going to, uh, can I share mine really quick? Go for Is that okay? It. All right. Cool. It, Another example that just popped into my head. It's not really like completely 100% relevant, but it did. One example, at least in my mind, it shows that if you're stuck out in the wilderness in your tree, in your tree fort, your magic conch shell can tell you what to do in case of an emergency. Oh, magic conch shell. What should we do now? Nothing. Nothing? Yes. We can't just sit here and do nothing? Maybe that's a really bad example. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but the episode kind of does show to be prepared during situations like that. Yeah, be ready for in case Squidward comes over and knocks <laughs> a treehouse into the wilderness. Look, honey, a shooting star. <laughs> Make a wish. Make a wish, sweetheart. Too funny. Oh my god! Yes. Or it you know what? Like- or even the one with, we 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 could easily go off on a t- huge SpongeBob tangent, but I will say, I think my favorite one, uh, maybe band practice or with band geeks, whatever. It's like it t- shows we, people how to team. JT and I have swiped right on this episode for number one. I'm sorry, yes, that's okay. Yes, this funny. pretty much shows again. Teamwork, effort, yeah. hard work does pay off. Unfortunately, this is where the 9-11 thing comes in. Oh, that's right. The flag twirlers. How oh, not to force somebody to do something? Too funny. <laughs> Day three. <laughs> yes. But pretty much it showed an episode of how Squidward can prove to his arch rival Squilliam Fancy Son, but big fancy unibrow. He can do anything <laughs> with the support of his peers. But you know what? I'm going to take an opposite route here with the whole Squidward Squilliam rivalry. It's really like, who cares about proving yourself to people who basically peaked in 
in high school. Like, who cares? It's true. I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, take you know, I think it's kind of educational. SpongeBob's friendship with Plankton. Yes. After all, F is for friends who do stuff together. U is, U for, is for you and me. Come on, you want to work? That is for no survival. That's not what fun is about. But it shows, what, you know, how to be friends with someone who is not really a different from you. Yeah. No, Good but point. I will say this. I, I think Patrick, and controversial statement, I think Patrick is the perfect example of someone who not to be be friends with <laughs> no I, I think early season early show patrick he was sort of charming he was like that guy who you know is not the sharpest tack in the box but he still has a good heart but later seasons later season spongebob he's just a jackass yeah it's rough mm-hmm like you know, in the early season he's not smart but you know he means well yeah, but you can't see my out. forehead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and also, what what show actually shows someone? Well, now the glory shows you show people going to school, but it's like SpongeBob failing his driver's test. Consistent. But he keeps going. Perseverance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. Drive that boat. Yes, and who could forget about learning about money? My financial gain and upset with Mr. Krabs. And yep. science with Sandy. You know, this has got more... Uh, they're aliens, SpongeBob! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the truth shall be revealed! Woohoo! Right on, Squidward! Don't touch me, I'm sterile. Or, and, oh, ha, 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 and Squidward, ha, I forgot the importance of burnout at work. Yes. Uh, you know what? When we were young, we always thought Squidward was just a party pooper. Once we look at it, because you know what? I can kind of agree with, like, there's this meme going, when we're young, the SpongeBob, when we get older, we, we find out we're Squidward. Because maybe you're in a job that you absolutely hate. Yeah. Maybe you live, maybe you really hate your neighbors. No, I don't hate my neighbors. But I'm just saying, maybe you hate your neighbors. Of course. Mm-hmm. And you're just maybe you're bad at playing a clarinet. And and yeah, so that is probably show a burnout and frustration. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's plenty to go off of with SpongeBob here. I mean, there's put there's countless other times in the show where like it shows how to I mean, SpongeBob always cared about being a good friend to Squidward, and Squidward treat, treat him, treated him like crap. But still, you know, it shows that SpongeBob has heart. Um, oh, bullying with the pickles episode. Yes, yes. I'm self confident, Phil. That was, that was my one number thing? one. Remember, it was it shows about self confidence, and yeah, we all make mistakes. But you know what? You got to try. It also PTSD in it too. Yeah. Oh, it kind of does, no? Because there are some episodes that are PTSD. Oh, the plankton being afraid of whales. Yeah, the one when SpongeBob hurts his butt. Yes, he's gonna hurt my butt. No, he's gonna kick my butt. 
No, oh, this is the one where he breaks his butt and then he's afraid to leave this house. Do it again. I wasn't watching. <laughs> Don't you have anything? Do you have to be stupid somewhere else? Not until four. four. <laughs> I wonder where he has to go at four. What do you think? I don't know. I do. So, so I, do it again. I wasn't watching. <laughs> so many memorable quotes, but actually a lot of education that no one, it, it's underlying in there. And it's kind of hidden for the parents to laugh at too. They're like, oh, I get it now, you know? You want to know something? I have known parents who said they would not let their kids watch SpongeBob. I'd be honest. If I have kids, oh, I would 100% let them watch SpongeBob. Yes, oh, I would too. No offense to parents again. I would never let my kids watch Coco Melon. Probably not. Never. If that is shown on my kids' screen, no offense to parents out there. Once again, I will throw that. I would grab that phone away from them, or tablet, or computer, or any electronic device. But you know what? It also shows they're all different species. But you know what? They get along. Hmm. Oh boy, 3 a.m. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> we're having way too much so fun. So let's conclude with this. Yes. Let's we'll rate it, guys. Let's do it. Oh, man, this is going to be tough. Let's see. Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to rate it first? Uh, it was Ali's pick, so why don't you go last? No, yeah, I'm going last. Bill? I'll go first. Oh boy. I'm going to say, I. When you first asked me to explain about education, I'm like, no, but then once you bring upon all those other things, you know what? I'll give it a B plus. Mm. JT. Man, so you talk about a show that is designed to designed for kids, but with parents laughing at it as well. You talk about a show that's been on there for over tw- over 20, over 20 years now. Almost 25 uh, years in next year. Almost, yeah, almost 25 years in this year. Yeah. And uh, no, sorry, next year. Um, which should end. We've talked about that before. But honestly, man, you talk about overcoming fear in some episodes. You talk about a show about how to do your job with the Krusty Krab training video. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's like a that's literally like a a, a a a tutorial for your job. That's a training course at your job, like I, 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 wherever you could work. It's like oh, you have to take this course, course of crab training, video reference. It's about life. It's not as in your face, but it is very uh, subtle. There are subtle things there. So I'm gonna have to say an A minus. Wow. Yeah, I particularly the first three or four seasons of it because. There's so much in there that God rest his soul, Steven Hillenberg. He put a lot of stuff in there that I believe is super subtle, like I said, but a lot of it was there. Just now people are looking back at it saying, hmm, I wonder what his thoughts are over there. His thoughts were there, you know? But yeah, the first, you can't undersell the first three or four seasons of SpongeBob. You could just sell those first three seasons as a Blu-ray, no, forget that, 4K, ultra high def remastered edition. Blu-ray, Blu-ray set, and someone would buy it. Let's, I would buy it, truthfully. But yeah, let's be real. So yes. A minus for me for the the very super famous SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow, it's me. <laughs> oh boy, 
Well, I will tell you right now, it's not as high as Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay. Because those do set the standard, but it is up there. What do you think about SpongeBob's kind of like an underwater Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Sort of. Hmm? Sort of in some ways. And I, I do agree. But I will say this. When it comes to educational television, SpongeBob SquarePants has made the Dean's list. Oh. With a B with a B plus. A very, very strong B plus. It's okay. like a little bit shy of an A minus. Well, I'll be damned. I yeah, went higher than so you. I guess that's all, huh? I that was you know, truthfully, one. for a topic that, for a topic that we didn't really, truth, honest to God, we had trouble starting off this show tonight with talking about what shows we're going to talk about. We knew a couple of them. Where are we going to go? We, we, truthfully, we never know where the show's going to go until we actually do it. And this is a very, very good topic for us tonight on the Superview Shows Mixed Bank. Um, but that will do it for this. The educational children's show debate right here on the Superview Shows Mixed Pick. I want to thank Allie for joining us tonight for giving us this topic as well. Yeah, it was a very interesting topic. I'm glad we did it. Yes, yeah, super been waiting six today. months for this. We had to have you. I mean, at first I was like, Bill, should we have Ron? He's like, Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we're glad we had you on, and we're glad that you were able to even give us she's she's been a topic provider too. We have a group chat going on and yeah. Uh, we've been doing she's been um, shooting us ideas and they're great i've been adding like five a day which is crazy so we can go for the next year or so <laughs> pretty much um but yeah so bottom line that's but that's gonna do it for us i want to thank ali of course i thank you already but i want to thank bill as well for doing the show with me all the time bill thank you so much my good man always a pleasure my good friend now but, but, but before, i don't want before before i close up the video or whatever listen the sports insanity what has a what tomorrow Sports Insanity Podcast. Check us out on all platforms. We're actually on the Sports Insanity Network, but we're not doing Thursday Night Gridiron because there's no more Thursday Night Games. But no! we are having, we are doing pre-games for both the Saturday games on Saturday morning, I think, and Sunday Sideline Report. And check out. Let's go Big Blue. Let's go Giants. Speaking of Sports Insanity. The New York Giants have come a long way. They are in the playoffs, and I can't wait. Check us out on www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com and check out the Sports Insanity podcast. Speaking of Sports Insanity, also check out the face turn on Sports Insanity Network, which which Ali is now a part of. Because there's been a lot of controversial topics going on. Yes. Go watch it. They just did a video today about it with our good friends, Noah and Mike. Mike. Noah and Mike, yep. Oh, yeah. And I will say, I've always said for a long time, they do a great job over there at the Sports Center or with Murphy's View and all the other shows they do over there. Thursday Night Gridiron when it was on. F- fantastic work over there. Cannot recommend them enough. Check them out on YouTube and on where you get your podcast as well. And I want to thank you for listening as well and watching us as always. Um, tune in next week for an episode of Mixed Bag. We're not sure the topic yet, but I will let, let you know and uh, whenever the time comes. Um, and hopefully your new year is going well. And not only that, if you haven't already, follow us on our social media accounts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and simply 
like, comment, subscribe. Simple as easy as that. Uh, and I, I thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoy us tonight. And so for all of us here at the Super Show, we'll say, stay safe.